Hi guys, welcome to What the Flow. I'm Sylvia Silva. Our guest today is leadership expert Patty Cotton, whose greatest passion is to help people realize their full potential. She'll be sharing with us some tips on how to transform your present and launch your future. <laughs> Ready. Sophia Silva is a positive psychology coach who shares with her audiences the knowledge of leading figures to provide a roadmap for people who are interested in leading a life worth living. This is What the Flow with Sophia Silva. Welcome, Patty. Thank, Thank you for joining you. me. Thank you, Sophia. Nice to be here. It's great having you on. So I wanted to start by asking you how our brains can actually set us up for failure. Ooh, that's a fabulous jump right in question. Yes. I love that. So our brains are wired for comfort. Mm -hmm. And we have three parts of the brain, if you will, for this. The bottom part feels when uh -huh. it's hot, cold, pain, pleasure. The middle part will set off an emotion about an event. And the top will make a story. So here's an illustration. So let's say that as a young girl, someone goes to the fire for the first time. The little girl touches the fire, ouch. The bottom part of the brain says, yeah. ooh, that hurts. The middle part says, that's scary. And the top part of the brain says, don't worry, I'm gonna take care of you from now on. I'm gonna form an emotional immune system yeah. so that you'll never get hurt again. So here's the story. Don't go near fire, it hurts and it's scary. That's it. So a lot of these things are meant to protect us and they do, but as we grow, they become obsolete or they get in our way. Mm -hmm. For example, a, a child might be scared to ask for a second piece of toast for whatever reason because maybe there isn't enough to go around. But years later, that same child, grown up, has trouble asking for what he or she wants simply because of that earlier experience. That's interesting. Yeah. So we're kind of programmed to avoid fear. We're programmed, we are programmed to avoid discomfort. discomfort. Anything warm and cushy, it feels great. Just don't push us because we're yes. not going there. But that's so. a double-edged sword mm. because it can help us in, in a fire, obviously. Right. But it can hurt us if it's holding us back from achieving our full potential or from doing something that's going to help us in our lives in the long run. Absolutely. So, for example, asking is a big thing for a lot of people. Asking for what you want, yes. asking for money, yes. asking for self-worth, that kind of thing. Standing up for ourselves, that's a big one. Yeah. So what has to be done is we have to not only get down to the root of the fear, what's holding us back, but how to actually map out of it. Because it's not enough to know what you need to do, mm -hmm. because if it was, we'd all be somewhere else, right? right? <laughs> it's not enough to know, oh, I know, I'm just afraid of failure. That can be our story. If you're walking around, if one of your, your uh, watchers is walking around with a story saying, oh, I know what's wrong with me, mm -hmm. and he or she keeps saying that over and over again, that's really using an excuse not to change. So if you hear okay. yourself or you catch yourself using that language, say, oh, what do I need to do to change that? What's the first thing I need to shift? So yes, definitely you want to stretch the emotional immune system until the rubber band pops. So it's not the Nike thing, just do it, doesn't It doesn't work, work that no, way? No, it doesn't work that way, darn. It how doesn't work we, that way. But how can we, I guess what you said, pop that rubber band? Because that's scary. How do you take that step from, I know what I need to do, right. to actually doing it? Like, right. There's that moment that we just need to say, like, 
I'm going to do it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Exactly. How exactly. does that work? So how it works is this. If you try to pop that emotional immune system all at once, it's going to go, oh, no, not going there. Okay. So if you stretch it gently and it sort of feels a little uncomfortable, but that's okay. It sort okay. of adjusts and adjusts until the, the rubber band-like okay. thing pops. And here's how you do that. First of all, you have to know what you want. Now, that seems simple on the surface. But it's not always. Don't know what we, some right? of us don't know what we want. <laughs> no, no. I recently coached an attorney who wanted to make partner, and she said, I really want to make partner. But when I, just, I examined her values with her, they were free time, family, travel, all the things that you really can't do when you're a partner. Uh, it really was that she wanted more money. But she didn't think that because she thought, well, the way that I make more money is to become a partner. Yeah. When in fact, she needed to think more expansively than that. Okay. So really knowing what you want is pivotal to the next step. So, and just to finish the story, uh, she and I came up with a job description at the law offices that allowed her to be head of talent management and she got the raise, she got more money, That's and she good. didn't have to work more hours. So, but you've got to know what, you, you've got to know what you want. Second of all, you need to know what you're doing to avoid it. So, for example, if I, uh, I'll pick another client. She was afraid mm -hmm. to ask for money. What would she do instead? Well, she would double book her calendar when she knew that a donor was in town. Or she would avoid conversation and so run to the other room. Consciously, but subconscious or unconsciously kind of blocking herself. Both. Making excuses. Yeah, yeah. To not herself in that situation absolutely and so if any of you watching are getting really busy and because you're a little nervous that something's going to happen you really need to ask what that is why yeah. are you getting so busy all of a sudden why do you keep telling me for example i have too much to do or i'm so tired there's just it just keeps coming at me mm -hmm. that's a victim set you know mindset yeah. language so so you really need to know what you're doing to compete with yourself your immune system that you've yes. built yes. is is holding back, saying, oh, no, 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 do this. It's more comfortable. And so you need to know how you're competing with yourself. Then the third step is you need to know what are you afraid of that might happen if right. you weren't doing those things, right. if you actually had to ask. Well, maybe somebody's going to say, I'm afraid of rejection. I'm afraid of failure. Yes. You know, I'm afraid of success. That's a big one, as you know. So, um, so you have to know what fear lies underneath, but that's not enough because probably everybody watching here knows exactly what they need to do to change and they know what they're afraid of. Now we go down the rabbit hole. So here's how that happens. I would say to a client, you're afraid of success? You're afraid of actually getting what you want? Yes. What are you assuming might happen if right. you succeed? Right. Are That's they the afraid of maybe the additional um, responsibility or that they might not be able to perform? Absolutely. Or there's, and I, it's very common for me, especially when it comes to women, that, that they are afraid to perform at capacity because someone might then think they can do it all the time and they're afraid or they might not be able them. to do it. That's yeah. right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you have to know what you're assuming and whether that's faulty, whether that's realistic or not. Let's say I have a question because that always, that always is on my mind is that we get stuck in these habits because they're comfortable and even if the outcome is negative, we know what to expect. Right. But let's say we take that chance hoping that the best will happen, but the best doesn't happen. Yeah, okay. <laughs> how do we cope with that? Or how do we turn that into a positive situation? 
Confidence is a muscle. You have got yes. to flex it regularly, yes. as you know. So, yes. <laughs> so taking those small steps and, and checking and saying, am I still alive? Did I, did I fail? <laughs> did I, you know, did I, did I die? No. Okay, let me take the next step. So I actually helped them map you out died it. internally. <laughs> yes, we shed old skins. What, what actually happens is that the immune system enlarges to, to, to hold the new behaviors and the behaviors and the thoughts will work together to say, oh, look at this. Okay, not so bad, I can do this thing. So that by the time they arrive to the perfect ask, they are confident in asking. Yeah. And so, so it's, it's baby steps. Exactly. Yeah, yes. baby steps, absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. yeah. So what about uh, working with mastery and, and using your strengths at work? Because mm. we all think, we're, we're programmed to think, you know, if I'm bad at math or I'm bad at writing, I should fix that instead of improving what I'm good at. Right. Why is that not the best thing for us? So first of all, when you concentrate on your non-strengths, uh, you and and not only do you concentrate on them and focus on them, but you're trying to use them to grow them. Mm -hmm. You're spending a dollar for every penny in return you have back in energy, in focus, and productivity. Secondly, strengths are hungry. They're hungry to be used. If yes. you don't use your strengths, they, they want feeding. They want feeding, care, watering, and so forth. If you don't do that, they're going to get very frustrated. So we're wasting energy on something that isn't producing a result for us. Exactly. Essentially. And if you take a look at the body and the mind, and the, the brain and the activity, when you operate from your non-strengths, they actually do wear down faster. It does cause the cortisol to rise faster. It causes a lot more stress on edge. Edge, you can't focus as well right and so because forth. you're doing something that you're not good at so it's frustrating because you keep hitting a wall and you're like I'm not good at this I'll never be good yeah. at this and you keep trying and you keep failing yeah which breaks you down at some point yeah exactly now now the 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 watchers need to be careful not to say I'm good at this or I'm not okay because that's different um, you've probably read uh, the book mindset by Carol Dweck I think your your watchers your 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 viewership would really be interested in that. There are two mindsets, a fixed mindset and a growth mindset, yeah. as you know. And the fixed mindset says, I'm really good at this or I'm not. Yeah. Right? Now, that's a catch-22 because, because if you're really good at it, what happens the first time you fail? Well, yeah, I'm no longer good at it. Right, I'm no longer good, or you can get mad at everybody else. You can start blaming externals because otherwise you'd have to look at yourself to say, yeah. well, maybe there's something I need to shift. But the growth mindset. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead, yeah. go ahead. The growth mindset says, how can I learn from this? Mm -hmm. What can I do better? I think it was Michael Jordan who was the athlete with the greatest raw talent and the least amount of show for it when he started. Mm -hmm. And and he lost just tremendous hours and days and weeks and years practicing. But he did this with a learner's growth mindset so that every time he failed, he would practice to see how he could get better. And look what happened to him. This program is brought to you by Anaheim Stoneworks, the company that has taken all the obstacles out of your way. From start to finish, Anaheim Stoneworks takes care of each and every step to give your home the unique look that you've been dreaming of. Anaheim Stoneworks. Quality from start to finish. 
Master Tati LA Training Center offers authentic Muay Thai training with locations in Bangkok, Pomona, and Anaheim. For more information, visit MasterTottyLA.com. Well, you're also touching on something else that's interesting is the locus of control. Yes. It's, you know, our external locus of control versus our internal locus of control. Yeah. When people blink stuff on the exterior, yes. it makes us feel incompetent. Exactly. But, but when we are able to, to manage internally, then we're able to move forward. And that's one of the first things that I do when I, when I orient a client is mm -hmm. I, I say, you know, you're going on a journey. Okay. Because if you're looking at expanding your potential into stepping into more of your potential, into tapping into the extraordinary, yes. which is one of my cornerstones. Yes. Um, if you're going to tap into the extraordinary, you're going to get, it's messy. It's, it's anything but here's the door. There's let no me straight line, right? Let me usher you right in. No, yeah. there's no straight line. You're going to fall down. You're going to skin your knees. You're going to get, you know, uh, muddy once in a while and so forth. Learn to, uh, learn to embrace stumbling and, and pausing as, as learning points. Learning points, yes. What can I learn from yes. this? And when you want to expand possibilities and mm -hmm. step into your potential, you have got to use expanded lenses. So it is... It's just absolutely pivotal that you embrace a learner's mindset. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I, yeah. I've considered myself a lifelong learner, always. Me too. Yeah, Me too. I mean, yeah. you, have, you have to learn from failure. You have to learn from everything that comes into your life. Yeah, you do, you do. And yeah. how sad is it? Those people who once were told maybe, oh, you're so talented, you're so fabulous, and they tried a first time and failed yeah. and then thought there's something wrong with me and then they just shut down. People do that to children a lot. That's yeah. one of the worst things parents can do. Oh, you're so talented. Oh, you're such a good <laughs> artist. How about saying, wow, you really took a long time on that. That's a beautiful picture. Not you're a fabulous artist, but that is a Acknowledging the process. Picture. Yes, yeah. exactly. Acknowledging the, the, the work that you put into it. Yeah, yeah. Which goes back to the internal locus of control. There you go. Yes, yes, yes. Well, also speaking of, of, of stepping into your, your, your mastery or your purpose, uh, do you believe that people achieve that because they are regularly experiencing flow? Mm. Oh, I love that. That's such a leading question. I want to hear you. <laughs> <laughs> so flow is when people are accepting and are, are in an activity where there's no past, there's no future, it's just the present moment, and they're right. not, the activity is not too difficult for them, mm -hmm. but it's also not too easy. It's challenging, but they can meet the challenge. Right, right. And, and so we kind of become one with what we're doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that is what makes us gain mastery. Yes. Is and that how yeah. you work with people? Do you believe that that's how they get there? I believe that that's part of it. I believe they have to go internally and ask themselves questions and learn themselves, but they also have to notice when they walk into flow and what yeah. what vibrates for them. What And the we were talking yeah. earlier before we started filming about having a mind like water. Yes, um, yes, so, yes. So I believe that David Allen, who coined that term, probably read Csikszentmihalyi, yeah. which is the father of flow. Who is the father of flow? <laughs> and um, David Allen purports that if you are feeling stressed or not aligned or not in 
in that, sync. Yes. Right? That, that will block you. You should adopt a mind like water. And here's what he means by this. When you drop a pebble into the water, the water moves proportionally with it. It's almost like a dance. It's almost like part of the pebble, even though the water and the pebble are two different things. Which is kind but of the But they're state moving with each other. Exactly. And so if there's too much exertion or there is something that's vacuous, it's not flow. So we need to adopt a mind like water, which just works, flows with things yeah. as they come, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. So I think flow is very important. For, for tapping into what your purpose is, what your calling is, what your next chapter is, if you will. Because I believe we have many callings. I think we have I one purpose, so but many callings. So Right. Well, yeah. I think your purpose can manifest in many different ways. Yes. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I do mm -hmm. believe that your purpose and flow are aligned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, I think uh, Bruce Lee also said, be like water. And maybe David Allen got it from that. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Or, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but we like it. Yeah. So, yes, yes, it illustrates a point. So I would say that anytime somebody is feeling an inordinate amount of stress or feels or uses language, you and mm -hmm. I both know that when we hear people that use language like, oh, I've got to push really hard to succeed. I've got to work really hard. If the language reflects a lot of exertion, you're not going to get flow. You need to pay yeah, attention to Yeah, it seems like your you're language. in that anxious state. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So it's and it's it's always thinking about the future. It's not being present yes. with what is. Yes. So I have to work really hard is way out here. It's not in, being present for what's yeah. happening now. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So how can we prepare ourselves to tap into our potential or or get into that flow state? What does the previous preparation look like? So we kind of touched on the fact that it's, it's important to have a growth mindset. It's important to say growth is messy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen like this. It's kind of wonky. You know, yeah. this part grows and then you say, oh, get over here, the rest yeah. of it, you know, that kind of thing. So we have to be prepared to not only get messy, but to have fun and play in it. Because this is where the creativity stirs up. Right. We see things through different lenses that we didn't see before. And if we said, oh, it needs to be orderly and I need to do things the same way, not going to happen. We aren't going to have the, the expanded lenses to yes. say what's possible and what am I, you it's know. too rigid. Right, yeah. right. We're kind so of blocking ourselves. There's that. And so one of the first books that I actually give clients, even though I do transformational coaching, which is big shifts inside of oneself so that one can do different behaviors mm. to step out and get what you want. Um, you have to learn how to do the day-to-day -day in a different way. So I have them, uh, I send them a book by David Allen called Getting, Getting Things Done. And David talks about having a mind like water and being in flow. He also teaches you organizational skills, how to keep yourself organized. And it is not a, a tchotchke kind of thing like, oh, I should only do my emails twice a day <laughs> and I should file this paper in this drawer. It's more of a process that the mind goes through to release in an orderly fashion the things that don't serve it well to try and remember so that you open up your mind to be creative. The mind is not a storage tool. Mm -hmm. The mind or the brain. That's Google. Is a, <laughs> right? That's Google. That's Google. Let's just be clear about that. Yes. It's not a storage tool. It's a focus tool. Anything uh -huh. that takes away from focus, we need to do something with that. And it's ex okay. extremely important when we're stepping into more potential to be able to focus and notice 
Mm. Yes, yes. And there's a difference between being in that state versus being, I guess, what I would call like typical, your typical productive, which is writing emails, checking things off your list, and kind of doing things that are very tangible. Yes. Versus this other side is more creative, and it's sometimes not a tangible thing. You can't see immediate results. Is that right? That's right. So, so you, the, the transformation that needs to occur is not tangible yet, but there are tangibles that you need to do to help get there. Okay, what, yeah. what is, how does that work? So, so, and the trick is this. So uh, there is, let's say that you have a horizon here and up above here is your vision. It's your dreams and your goals and everything that you want. And down below is the things that you do every day. Mm -hmm. And when we're about ready to take a leap in growth, we want to head toward vision unless we know the actions that we need to take and we get the support to get the tools we need okay. we hit what i call trouble at the border okay. it's like oh no you're not going there <laughs> no no back to the emotional immune system where it feels very okay. warm and fuzzy and comfortable so so, so that's the preparation that we need to do in order to be able to get to this state it is it is you adopt the, adopt a learner's growth mindset understand that you're going to have to be more disciplined one of the actions that you're going to have to take is to eliminate the extraneous what doesn't align with your goals mm -hmm. it may be saying goodbye to something as mundane as television for you know or 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 a friendship I, I which is really that. tough well and <laughs> I, I wager just just about everybody has a relationship that isn't giving either one of the people a return on investment. How do we make those relationships vibrate in such a way that they meet your potential? Or are they some that no longer serve us? And the best and most loving thing to do is to release them. And, and is so it is not easy. No, so those are the kinds of things that are tangibles along the way. Okay. So you have to keep the big goal in front, but you have to ask yourself what aligns with it and what doesn't and what shall I do with this? Because mm -hmm. we are in control of that. We are, you know, nobody's holding a gun to our heads. So when we say, well, I can't because, no, you're choosing not to yes. because. Yes, yes. But being on, uh, being on purpose, mm -hmm. being on purpose, being intentional with everything you mm -hmm. do, that's an art. It's a beautiful thing. What if you and I were intentional in every single thing we did every day? And, and so we want to head that way because yeah. that's when we reached our best and highest self and produce our best work. Yes. Well, Love thank you stuff. so much. Absolutely. It's a treat. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. If you like the show, please subscribe to my channel, Sophia Silva, and follow me on Instagram or hit like on my Facebook page. And thank you for watching.